Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. I can't believe it's already hour three of our show. Where does the time go? Yeah, it's 11.03. Thank you, Steve. Although, right now it's if you're listening in Shanghai, it's likely much later. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Hey, and don't forget to come and see us on Friday. We're going to be at Southern Lights in Burnsville. Great showroom. I'm bringing awesome. pictures to try to find some new pendants. Amazing showroom. There's going to be Mr. and Mrs. Claus are going to be there taking wishes. We're going to be collecting toys for the Ronald McDonald house. So if you would be so kind as to drop off an unwrapped toy, that would be just fantastic. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's There'll awesome. be treats. Just all sorts of stuff. Uh, we have to remember, too, it's a good... We remind you, the listener, and we hope that we see you out there. We would re- genuinely uh, love to meet you and um, spend a little time with you. But we need to keep saying it out loud because Donna and I are creatures of habit. And the likelihood of us driving to work, being in the wrong place during a remote broadcast, I need you to know, friends, it's high. It's a coin flip. Will we be there? That's part of the excitement of... The Santa, the Santa project is, will we remember to go someplace out of a normal routine? We actually have to write it in our show outline and I have to put a note on my steering wheel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause you could remember it the morning while you're on the grid and then, you know, you get on the road and it's like, you just go into autopilot. I tell you what, may I confess a scary moment? Oh, I can't wait. Yesterday, as in, uh, the day before, today, never heard of it. <laughs> I was driving, and I was thinking about something. Lord only knows, right? Weight of the world on these shoulders. And I thought, oh, I I had spaced out a little bit. And I was like, this happens when you drive, and you're like, holy crap, I just went three miles. Where am I now? So then I realized I had been thinking about something. I come to, and I looked around, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm on 62 Okay, yeah, 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 I'm on 62, 62 West, that's right, but guess what? I was still on 35W. I had a total moment of disorientation while operating the motor vehicle. That happens sometimes. And I'm just saying it happens. Sometimes you could be listening to a podcast or a song. Maybe you're on the phone. Hashtag distracted driving. Um, Brad Sean Bryant. Thank you. Dangerous out there. Um. Yeah, I think you just kind of get so... In- it's why I scream every time the door opens. Okay. I-, I get so focused on what I'm doing all alone. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Anybody? Yeah. Can I get a witness? That's weird for me. I think that that's a weird thing about you. But maybe, maybe it means you are really focused. But other people can stay focused on a task and not go into that dark tunnel that you do. So that if someone slides open the door, you're always, you know, I try to slide it very, very lightly. I'll still be like, "Ah, what? Yeah. What did I do? I don't know why that is, but I just, I'm used to working quietly and alone. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like quiet. Like if you come to my house, if I'm doing chores or cooking or whatever, it's quiet. I'm not, I don't have the TV on. I'm not listening to music most times, most of the time. That's kind of nice to uh, unplug. It's quiet. You would think that that level of tunnel focus, laser locked. Here it comes, people. Would result in, frankly, a better product. That's the that's what's most disheartening about it, I think. You know, it's not like, oh, everyone, give Donna her space. We've got the Daniel Day-Lewis of mid-morning radio over there really getting into it. Meanwhile, we come on here and we're just a couple of buffoons the whole time. Yeah. I know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I'm like this. You know what that's you are. That's why people love to scare me. Um, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. I bet I am. Elizabeth Reese from Twin Cities Live, she would reference her husband as a JMF. Let's call that a oh. jumpy mother father. Yeah, got it. Uh, let's, you're 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 a JMF, my friend, to yeah. the hilt. Yeah, you are very because even you could just have your headphones on, and I get it. Like if you have <laughs> uh, your headphones on during a commercial break. Mm-hmm. You're only hearing, you know, what's coming through the radio station. And it's very, but, you know, noise canceling, right? Yeah. But I have the expectation of like, I know I'm not in a cave and someone could walk in at some point because you're in a place of business. But if Amy Daniels, our boss, opens the door and then it's suddenly like, Donna, I've never, ever seen you go cal- calmly take off a headphone. Oh, hey, Amy. Sorry. Yeah, I couldn't hear you. Never. Every time it's. Oh, <laughs> And then that's immediately, you know that's immediately followed by, are you going to yell at us? Why do you hate me? No, you know what would be really weird? Right now, I am looking at our show grid. I could see us on camera. If we went to commercial and I took my headphones off and I just turned around and saw somebody unexpectedly quietly sitting in a chair, I would scream. Like, if I just turned and Matt Belanger were sitting there, I'd be like, holy cow, you got to warn a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which. It's a problem. Thanks for listening. Um, no, thank you for having us. I like my best friend. Belanger, you know, we've talked about this before. He, he'll, he'll get there early. We have him on a 930 segment. He'll start loitering out in our hall at about 904 on a day that he fills in from the top of the show. What's he do? Do you find him in a sleeping bag in the prep room beforehand? How early is he getting here on no, a, a he's day just, like that? No, he's actually getting in at the last minute. Oh, because he's coming right from news. And at the start of the show. Yeah. Not a half hour later. He's bored. He's a bored guy. Hey, if you want to play a practical joke on somebody, do you guys know, you know the Yule Log videos that yes. are popular this time of year? I think you can watch them on 45 TV on Christmas. 45. TV. There is a new one available for streaming on HBO Max, but rather than a static shot of some logs burning against, you know, a backdrop of Christmas music, this one holds 
a secret. It is a feature-length horror-slash-comedy flick that apparently will blow your mind. The movie originally aired on Adult Swim this week without any kind of fanfare or anything, but if you missed it, it is now on HBO Max. All you have to do is search Adult Swim Yulog, put that into the bar, and then what you can do is... Like your wife or your roommate, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. If they're over and you're, let's just say, decorating the tree, you could be like, let's put the Yule log on. And then it just turns into an absolutely bonkers movie. And the movie uh, is the work of someone named Casper Kelly, who directed Too Many Cooks, which is a short film that Adult Swim hid amid a block of late-night infomercials. It's a hmm. cute little prank. And I'm, I thought you were going to say it was the kind of thing where you're told to watch a video and stare oh. at the middle circle, and then... It jumps you, out at you. Yeah. I I, it might be something that. like that. It might be. So anyway, um, try that. You're welcome. Please. Thank you. I'm just giving like crazy today. You are such a giver. Um, when we come back, we're going to give you, my friends, a couple of studies that we've got. And then real quick, I'm going to hit off this, the Christmas movies with the most swear words. And I read this list and I was <laughs> like, oh, Donna hates Christmas movies and would love I, these. That's not true. We'll but get okay. Into all of it. When we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Am I right? Uh, oh, man. Thanks, Steve. Sister, you so right. How are those uh, ear things, earbuds working out for you? Yeah, one of them works, one of them doesn't. How do you live like that? It's frustrating. Don't you want better sound quality? I do. I do. You just don't want to mess your hair. I like the idea of not having an over-the-top thing, because then it does leave just this big, oh, flattened thing. And uh, so, yeah, but all of the in-ear ones suck. Sorry about the language. I would like to say something controversial. I hate those. It's just like 30 seconds. I hate those inner earbud things that hang out of your ear. They, They never feel good. They don't fit right. They're not comfortable. I don't care if they're AirPods or what brand they are. They all are terrible. When are we going to do better? Thank you. I'll hang up and listen. You know, I think sometimes if you get them with the rubber nubs on them, that helps. If you start nubbing, you will never not nub. Are you a nubber? I nub sometimes. Not all of mine are set up to nub. I mean, they're set up to nub, but I don't nub. If anybody has a suggestion, please, by all means, email us. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Okay. Why don't you give them your personal email so you can stay connected with them? Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings are study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. A language tutorial site called Preply examined 60 scripts of popular holiday movies to find out which have the most cuss words... Here are they rank the top twenty. We won't go through all, but number one on the list is Donna's favorite holiday movie. <laughs> not my favorite. I don't Bad know Santa. Okay, that's a good movie. That's a very good movie. 
255 curse words. Yeah, so gather Santa's the... bad, but he's a bad person. Gather the kids. 255, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good clip. It's not a movie for kids. Donna. It's a movie for adults. Santa. But it is about a kid. Very annoying kid. Like, soups annoying. That is far and away the number one sweariest Christmas movie. Excuse me, movie. What, I can't have indigestion anymore? Have you even seen it? No. I think you'd like it. What's your problem? And I like cozy Christmas movies. But it, it is cozy in some ways. It's like it's like trying to break down the grumpy man. Donna, I, 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 I understand. And the I, cuteness I of a kid. Yeah. John Ritter's in this. Lauren Graham. You love Lauren Graham. Love Lauren Graham. Yeah. We got Bernie Mac in this. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob. I remember Billy Bob being very nice in an interview. I thought I would be intimidated by him, and he'd be gruff, and he was very kind. You've interviewed him. I have, and I thought he was a weirdo, and purposely trying to be a weirdo. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think he was snorting a pepper or something while we were on the phone. And I was like, uh, what's happening here? And did he say, I'm snorting a pepper? Something like that, Yeah. He, it, it was something about some kind of properties in the pepper that he really needed in that moment. And I'm like, okay. I feel like when we talked to John Ratzenberger, who was in like every Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah that was weird too. He started talking a little bit about like American trucking or something. He was about talking about how and... we need more people in um, the trades. In the trades. Like, okay. Not everyone has to go to college. We need more people working in the trades. He just kind of went off on a little, a little soapboxy thing. Sure, it's fine. And, and we were like back to Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming in at number two on the sweariest Christmas movies is The Ref. Just to show you the gap, Bad Santa two hundred and fifty five swear words in at number one. The Ref eighty six swear words. Oh, because that's Dennis Leary, isn't it? Then better watch out. Die Hard has seventy seven. Uh, let's read a couple others. Love Actually, number nine on the list, 36. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 23 uh, swear words. And then uh, Batman Returns. They have that as a Christmas movie with 14 swear words. And a Christmas, how about this? A Christmas Story, number 19, 11 swear words. Yeah, but you don't and hear Home them. Alone is uh, number, number 20 with nine hmm. swear words. Hmm. Thank you, everyone. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Another study. We are radio disc jockeys. You guys should see us jockeying the discs from one song to another. There is so much jockeying that's happening right now. All right, Donna? Yes. There's a list of the most stressful jobs out there in America. Coming in at number one, move over butt doctors, urologists, in at number one. I can see that. I would think anesthesiologists would be right up there. I feel like it would be as well, Donna. Uh, Radio disc jockey is more stressful than 83% of all jobs. Which is a time when we say again, if any of you take us for granted in the ease at which we spew out entertainment 11 minutes at a time, uh, don't take us for granted because we're working hard. Right, Donna? You got it, Steve. I'm so stressed out right now. Don't talk to me. Film and video editors came in right behind urology as a stressful job. Then anesthesiologist assistants. Then judges. Telephone operators. Oh, judges. That has to be so stressful. I can't imagine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sending somebody away for 30 years in prison, impacting an entire family. Yeah. That's a lot to have on your mental plate. The least stressful job in the world or in America is to be a messenger or a courier. That's pretty fun. Uh, Jobs that are less stressful than a disc jockey, store security guard, embalming dead bodies, airline pilot. Yeah, just imagine everyone's going to be looking at those bodies. Mike, what's up? I'm just laughing because all the rest of these are actual careers, and that one's just randomly embalming dead bodies. Yeah, it's not a mortician. (laughs) Exactly. It should be a mortician. Or a funeral That's a description. (laughs) Uh, Airline pilot, less stressful than being a DJ. Border patrol agent, less stressful. TSA agent. Less stressful. Disaster response coordinator. Less stressful than being a DJ. Captain of a boat. A vessel in the sea. Less stressful than being a disc jockey. That's and finally, funny. they say a drive through worker less stressful. I disagree with that. I oh, look at drive through workers tough. and I think you've got my respect. Yeah. You're handling a lot. Yeah. But the point of this study was to hopefully increase your admiration of us. <laughs> That's good. We're lo- having a good time. We really are. What are we going to do laugh? when we come, come back? Are we going to hook hook up with DJ Rock Lobster? I think so. I hope he's coming in with a little uh, Millennial X games. We have Rocco coming in at 1130 each day and then just sort of, you know, moderating a segment. Uh, it could be a game. Yesterday it was the backstage butt doctor. Oh, it's good. It could be anything. Wow, Donna's not even hiding yawns anymore. <laughs> Um, all right, Donna, Sorry, go guys. get go drink one of my bangs, my bang energy drinks. They're in my mailbox. I did not have coffee this morning. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to drink my Wawa. Uh, we're going to come back and play the Millennial X games. How about a Millennial and a Gen Xer? Both of you, call us now, 651-641-1071. We're playing a game next. Hey, what's up? It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Uh, we got DJ Rock Lobster in the hand walls.
Thank you. And by the way, our friend Becca, who listens to our show from Canada with her fiance Daniel, uh, she got a tattoo of Rocco, DJ Rock Lobster. Well, and, it's not of me, is it? Well, it's kind of an homage you. to you. And uh, Quinn is going to be posting it on Instagram very shortly so everyone can see what it looks like. Okay? I mean, I would say it's of you. It's a lobster on a rock. Playing a guitar. Playing a guitar. Singing songs from our film, The Barbacoa Bowl. And it says clomp, clomp. I'm pretty sure it can't be anyone else. Thank it you. Have a, it doesn't have a beard and a dad bod. But well, hang on. Did you see who does, though? Yeah, somebody, a listener pointed out, your doppelganger, they said, I'm watching The Floor is Lava on Netflix with my daughter. The host looks suspiciously like Rocco. Rocco, look at your can Anybody can look this up, but look at this. Holy cow. What? Is that a mirror of Rocco? Looking that into is that Rutledge happened? Wood. It's almost the same shirt they're wearing right now. I know. What? what? Isn't that remarkable? Rocco. That is crazy. What am I doing here? Can I, I, I got to go. Rocco. Hey, do we have a caller on the line? We could still use a millennial. Uh, the guy from last hour, Mark, called back and I was like, hey, man. You get to win one time on the wow, show. Wow, rules, Nazi. You had to put him in his Sorry. place, huh? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we could. You want to play the game? Maybe by the time we get her going, All somebody right. will call in. Let's do it. Generation X versus Millennials. These are the Millennial X Games. Steve, the Millennial. <sighs> I can't even. Versus Donna, the Gen Xer. Like, totally awesome. And here's your host, DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. That's right, it's Rock O'Clock. <laughs> the phone's ringing, so uh, I'll hey, get him get... Let's see. Hello, right, are you good. a Millennial? Hey. Hi. Hey. I am a millennial. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Woo! What is your name? I'm Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. You're going to be playing for me. Uh, Steve has a lifeline as well, and we're yeah. only allowed to go to you guys one time when we're feeling real desperate. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it like that. Okay, so stand by. Okay. Who's uh, who's Steve's lifeline? Let's find out as we welcome line one to the program. Hi there. Hello, hey. caller. Hey, line one. Hey, person in the car. This All right, now well. listen. You just called into a radio station, and this is your moment. Say your name on the count of three. One, two, three. Heather. 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 All right, Heather. You're going to be my lifeline, um, so you stay on the line. I'm going to call you in a moment of need, okay? All right. I love you. Or as I would say. A moment of desperation. Okay, I love it. Um. Well, what do you want to do? Who wants to spin that wheel? Um. I want Steve to go first. Great, I will do that. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> wow, music. Um. This is going to be kind of interesting for the music questions today. I decided to uh, go down the rabbit hole of YouTube piano lessons. Oh, nice. <laughs> because uh, the number one song in the country this week in 1986 uh, kind of had uh, a piano riff to it. 
And I'm going to play you a piano lesson of that riff, and I want you to see if you can tell me what song it is. Are you ready? Love this. Okay. Sure. Here it goes. The phrase that opens the song, the very recognizable little part of the song, starts in A minor. Goes to an E minor. Okay. To a D. Down to a C. We get a G. Mm. A minor. And there you have it. Do you have it, Steve? So I know the song. I also know Tupac's cover of it, his sampling of it. I'm wondering, though, if I'm not going to read the title of this correctly. I might give you the Tupac one, and that will be wrong. So you need the title or sure. the artist? That's. You know. I thought you wanted the artist who's given the lesson. Oh, he's no, not that's giving some the YouTube lesson. That's guy. some rando. Oh. Is that Changes? Oh, no. Is it? That's what the Tupac one is called. Is it? No, I'll stick with that. Can I steal it? Maybe, sure. sure. I believe that's called Mandolin Rain. No, that's not Mandolin Rain. That is a Bruce Hornsby song. You guys are both kind of dancing around it. It is The Way It Is. Oh, that's yeah, great song. And incidentally, Changes by Tupac, or as Donna would call him, likely Tupac Shacker, <laughs> is, uh, that's the name of his version of it. Samples it and everything. Well, it still doesn't get you a point, does it? Okay. Okay, Donna, you ready? Yep. Not music. Please, not music. Please, not music. Oh, why not? Let's go back to the piano lesson, YouTube. Let's go back to the year 2000. In the year 2000. Let's see if you can tell me what song is being taught here. So I'm going to very slowly put that together for you. Sarah Bareilles types of songs. It's kind of like a Bareilles before Bareilles. Mm. You could say Bareilles was sort of a branch on this person's tree. I see. Musically. Yeah, this is pre-Bareilles music. This is PB. This is kind of like a Michelle branch situation, maybe. <laughs> you see how giving I was? Uh huh. You see how? Yeah, I I I'm not going to come up with the song. I'm just not going to come up with it. I wonder if I should just use my lifeline. I'm going to use my lifeline. Okay. I'm going to go to Melissa. Um, no, it's the other one, right? Oh, uh, no, Heather and Yeah, Steve. Heather's Jen. Oh, you're right. You're looking for a millennial. Yep. Me dumb. Okay, Melissa! she's on the phone. Melissa! Oh, no. No, Melissa. <laughs> I don't know either. Oh, no. So I'm going to put that together for you. Okay. Um, Yeah. Do you think it was the Michelle Branch? Yes. I can't think of the name of the song. Oh, do we need to know? We need to know the name of the song. Correct. Oh. oh the slowness of this and how long you ladies are taking. All right, is well, we give up. Internal. We just give up. No <laughs> worries, <laughs> Melissa. All right, oh, we give up. It Sorry. actually was not uh, Michelle Branch. Oh, what? it was. Uh, I don't know. We get them all mixed I'm up. Making my way downtown. 
Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles on KTMY. If I could just see you. Thousand Miles. Hey, Donna, what if I told you to hit the post on that song? You want to give it a shot? Nope. Come on, for the, the no, listeners, I don't been want begging. To. Hit nope. the post. I, don't, I haven't hit done that in post. like eight years. Ready? No. Here it goes. No. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Although I could just keep talking. Uh, we've got a little bit of cold in. weather coming your way, but right now, enjoy the latest from comes Vanessa in Carlton. He got close. Yeah. It was not bad. Donna, you, you can't slam judge it. me if you're not going to do it. Fine. Stand down. I'm spinning the wheel now. Okay. Okay. Got to go. Movies. Movies. All right. In 1986, staying in that year, there was a film sequel with the subtitle colon, The Voyage Home, where the cast traveled back in time to retrieve. Now extinct humpback whales in hopes they communicate with a space probe and send it away from Earth. What film franchise had a sequel in 1986 with a subtitle, colon, The Voyage Home? Lifeline. Okay, that is... Heather. Hey, Heather. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Heather, what movie franchise is he talking about? 1986. What do you think? Um, I'm going to guess something like Star Trek. Humpback whales, though? Um, um, (laughs) I don't know. Let's just do it, because we're short on time. Star Trek. Yes, Star Trek for the voyage, colon, the voyage home. Heather, nice. I think they go back to, like, the Bay Area and look for humpback whales. Nice job, Heather. Thank you. All right. So let's see if Donna can respondo. Go. Not music, not music. Not music. Television. Okay. Television. I'm going to describe to you a Christmas episode of a show from the year 2000. I want to see if you can tell me the name of that television program. Okay. The title of the show was called The Christmas Picture. The title character is thrilled when he hits upon the perfect gift, a family photo that his parents, Marie and Frank, can treasure forever. (laughs) Do you already know it? I think so. But when the day arrives, he tries in vain to keep the peace when his wife, Deborah, and his mom, Marie, (laughs) played by Doris Roberts, Mm -hmm. have very conflicting opinions about Mm -hmm. the meaning of family in the family photo. What show am I talking about? Everybody Loves Raymond. It is that. Yay! Woo! All right, so going into question three, we've got a 1-1 tie and no lifelines. Are you ready, Steve? Hi! Television. Television. Oh, I think you're not going to do very well with all your lifeline here, but we'll see. I'm going to describe a Christmas episode from the year 1986. See if you can tell me what show I'm talking about. It's called Christmas in New York. Realizing that Marty may be alone on Christmas Eve, Nell, played by Nell Carter, reluctantly invites him over. However, her sympathy turns to rage when she finds out that he told Joey, played by Joey Lawrence, that Santa does not exist. (laughs) 
Speak for yourself, first of all. So basically, if you can tell me a show that starred Mel Carter and Joey Lawrence from 1986, you, you might get this question right. Um, well, this is really a bummer. Um, and I'm going to have to go with eight is enough, final answer. Mm. It mm. was... Donna, What's you, happening? No, it was... No. It was... Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, All right, big money, big money. Here, not music. Come on. This okay. is for the win, I guess, right. Donna. You this is. and um, I forget how this works. Is it Melissa? Yes. It is Melissa. <laughs> um, the number one movie this week, the year 2000, was Castaway. You remember that movie, right? I sure do. Tom Hanks was on a cargo plane that crashed on a deserted island. Okay. What company's cargo plane was it? I think it was FedEx Final. Hey, let's win that game. Yes! Melissa! Melissa, you win. Congratulations. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Oh, Morse code. Okay. Yeah. Hold on, Melissa, or call us back. She's contacting humpback whales. (laughs) (laughs) Heather, thank you for playing along. You're my best friend. Heather, goodbye. All right. All right. We got to go. We're running really. Thank you, Rocco. We we love you. We call the cafeteria and ask their soup. It's chilly, but we'll ask anyway. Bye. Good morning. It's the final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson. Hey. Producer Mike is in the how wow wow wow. Funny. Thanks, Steve. Are you using your voice? Thanks. I was practicing that during the commercial break. Uh, During the commercial break, I was uh, putting together our one of our podcasts and got to hear how you and Matt speak of me when I am. What? Absent. (laughs) What are you talking about? Sprinkled throughout a lot of. a lot of Steve mean? mentions that um, are, what's the word, less than affirming. First of all, yeah. it's a different Steve. Okay, fair enough. You're so conceited. Mm-hmm. You always think it's you. Well, well, just, I hear what you're saying, just like one of the times when you said, just like wait until 10 o'clock when he comes in to see what we're talking about. So that was the one that made me, I think, most specifically think it was me. Hmm. That's weird. <laughs> That's real weird. Anyway. um. Wait, wait, wait. It made me think of this, too. Okay. So for the podcast, when we put together the podcast, and anytime you complain about the podcast, um, we're the ones who are screwing it up for you. So zip it, okay? We don't have time for your crap. But <laughs> then we write the descriptions as well so you know oh, no you're not gonna we would write like for hour two today i'm just looking at our layout here we might say uh you know keith urban makes a ton of money Keith sold his catalog the 10 weirdest world records that were broken in 2022 that we never got to uh, and then who's leaving Grey's anatomy something like that sort of just a little sticky stuff informative let you know hear the big stories sometimes we write better descriptions than others like a grabby thing the point is you see the podcast description is there something there that you're like okay i'd be interested in that i believe i've committed this to memory sadly i didn't take a picture donna wrote the description so that all i needed to do was edit the podcast and then just upload it and the description for hour three yesterday was one of the least entertainment slash entertaining descriptions i've ever seen written by donna who is excellent at this typically it said our hour three hmm. our sit and soup winner joins us 
Grant steps in for Mike. Then Rocco joins us. <laughs> then we find out the soup. <laughs> Full stop. That was our three. Uh, okay. Not very enticing. Nobody's reading the descriptions anyway. They're just listening. But I just love that essentially it was. Let's let's call her Beth. Her name was Beth. Okay. Essentially the description for hour three of our podcast yesterday read, Beth came in, Mike left and Grant was here. <laughs> then Rocco came in. Then we found out the soup. <laughs> Not my best work. I You know... I would have caught it later. I write that during commercial breaks during the show. I would have caught it and went, okay, I could do better than this. Except you were the one who was doing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like, whoa. Oh, man. I'm sorry, everybody. You know, yesterday. It was a different Donna. You don't know her. um, I just got to give a shout out to all the kids and parents out there. My kids at their school, they've been doing dodgeball, and it's as a club activity. Is that still allowed? It is, but they use very different dodgeballs than we did. When we were kids, we used the kind that had like the rough rubber exterior mm-hmm. that could, if it hit your face, could you could see the print of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it was like what we used as a kickball was yes. the same thing that we used as a dodgeball. Correct. Now they use these really soft, foamy balls that just won't hurt you if you get hit. But the fun thing is. They use a lot of them. Like, we used to have two balls out per game. It was like, you got to get it, and it's one-on-one kind of stuff. Okay. Yesterday was the parents versus kids dodgeball game. So I was trying to figure out, could I make it? Luckily, my brother-in-law, Dave, came over, and he was able to um, to be with Dev when he went down for a nap. Lou was at a doctor's appointment. It was this whole thing. I get there. Get there a little bit late. There are dads in full dress shirts and slacks (laughs) there are moms in their power suits i mean it was and it was so much fun i was sweating so horrid at the end of a probably 25 minutes that we got to play and trying to find your kid on the other side and then just tagging them with a dodgeball, and then them unsuspectingly nailing you. When's the last time you played dodgeball, Donna? Um, actually, not that long ago. Maybe ten. Maybe, maybe twelve. When the movie Dodgeball came out, I played dodgeball. Thank you. Oh, you're my queen. What year do you think that was? It might have uh, been long. Two thousand eight, maybe two thousand eight, seven. All right, that's when I played last. Uh, should we call real quick? Okay. All right. While we call the cafeteria to find out what the soup is, uh, more more reviews. The embargo has been lifted. More reviews out today for Avatar The Way of Water. Holding up pretty well, I'd say. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. And think, this is not meant to be necessarily a critical darling, you know, in terms of storyline sure. and stuff like that. So yes. 83%. Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's rocket cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. by the way, the movie came out. Whoa, 18 years ago, Donna. Okay, that's how long ago I played dodgeball. Thanks for asking. You're like my best friend. Cafeteria is Brian. Brian! Hi. Hey, man. What's going hey, on? listen, we know it's chilly day. We get it. It's the day that we're least excited about, and we're sorry. We just have to be honest if this relationship continues to flourish. Can you try to sell us on why we should eat the chili? Uh, well, today, there's a little surprise. You got 
beef chili or beef stew. Mm. And they are served both in a bread bowl. Oh, We were just talking about edible things earlier in the show, wishing that more stuff was edible. I love a bread bowl. What about a... Uh, breadstick shaped like a spoon. Oh, I'm like it even better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Brian. Cafeteria Brian for president. I would love that. All right. We love you. Bye. Bye now. Thank you. Okay. A breadstick spoon? That's funny. That's, That's good. Yeah. I want to go to there. All right. All right. Uh, the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn coming right up. Thanks for listening, you guys.